Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, the 1st of August, 2020. And so as we start a weekend, another week is wrapping up, another month is over, and a new one is beginning, and time keeps moving on. And especially in this year of all years, we're reminded of how short, how difficult, and unpredictable life can often be. Every day in the news, we're seeing a death toll from the coronavirus. And in many ways, I think it reveals how sanitized our experience in modern life has become and how many times we're unaware that there has always been and will always be a death toll around us in this fallen world, that death is surrounding us all the time, that almost 8,000 people every single day die in the United States of America. We've also been reminded how fragile the economy can be and how an invisible, uh, small thing that was unable to be foreseen has now wreaked so much economic havoc in our society. And we're reminded of just how frustrating life can sometimes be. It was the philosopher Thomas Hobbes who described life as nasty, brutish, and short. And today we're going to see a much more godly man, the Moses, the leader of the people of Israel out of Egypt. And we're going to see, see him say things basically to the same effect as we finish up our reading of Psalm 90. Today, we'll look at verses 9 through 17, and we see it begins by saying, For all our days pass away under your wrath. We bring our years to an end like a sigh. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Life is short And in the meantime, life is hard, full of toil and trouble. And verse 11, it says, Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? And so what what are we going to see? As Moses is affirming what many of us have experienced even this year, that life is hard and life is short. And we're going to see that in contrast to all of that, we can still hold on to the truth that God is good. He starts in verse 12 with a prayer. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And maybe that's a good reminder for us this year that life is short. Our days are numbered and we shouldn't think, we shouldn't act, we shouldn't live like we are going to live forever in this world. Or in this life. And wisdom will come from that. And then we see him turning from his frustration to prayer. When he says, return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. He doesn't just sit there and stew in his frustration. He turns his attention to God, asking for his mercy and his pity. And then I love what he says in verse 14. When he says, satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. That even though we may wake up and we may be surrounded by death, 
by suffering, by difficulty in this life, that in your steadfast love, there is still a hope that can be rejoiced in. And so Moses says, life is hard, but God is good. And we we turn to God for joy. That's our ultimate source of joy, is that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And he goes on to pray, make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us and for as many years as we have seen evil. Yes, our life may be hard, our life may be short, but God, give us joy in you in the meantime, in this short life that we have. God, let us rejoice. Let us be glad. And then in verse 16, we're reminded he's not just seeking God for joy. He also wants what happens in his life to be something that glorifies God. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. God, as long as I'm going to live in this hard, short life, show me who you are. Show me your glory. Show me your power. And even to the next generation. And so not only does he look for God for joy, not only does he look to to God to see glory, but he also looks to God finally for help. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That he's looking to God for help. He's looking to God. He knows that the work of his hands so many times is out of his control. What can happen to it? And it can be destroyed or snatched up in a moment. And so he prays to God to establish the work that he is doing. So I want to encourage you today in the midst of life, which can be hard, which can be difficult, and which we know biblically is short. Look to God for joy. Uh, seek his glory above anything and ask him to establish the work of your hands in your home, in your job, in your church. Remember that it is nothing without God working in it. So spend time seeking God to help you and to establish all of these things. And today we are reminded that life is hard, but God is good. And I want us to, I want to highlight something from each of our other passages today to remind us of the goodness of God so that we might have hope in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of trials. And one of our New Testament passages today is Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, where Paul warns them about those who put confidence in the flesh, those that thought they could earn their righteousness. And Paul even lists off his own spiritual resume to highlight, hey, if anyone should think that they were righteous, let me tell you about my resume. But then in verse 7, he says this, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. He says, there is nothing better and I will gladly lose all things so that I can see And so that I can gain the righteousness that comes from Christ. And he goes on to talk about, yes, I might experience the sufferings of Christ, but I will also experience the resurrection of Christ. And so he says, I have a hope for a righteousness and a hope for a resurrection that is totally undeserved. 
It's not in any way based on my good deeds or my resume. It is based solely on Jesus Christ and the righteousness that comes through faith in him. So life is hard, but God is good. And you can rejoice in that, in a righteousness that you haven't earned, that you don't deserve. And in a future resurrection that you will share only because of Jesus Christ and what he has done for you. Let's turn now to Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 43. And what we'll see here, uh, we'll see a couple things here, but the main thing I want us to look at is the transfiguration of Jesus Christ, where Jesus, with a few of his closest disciples, is up on the mountain. And it says that as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. So Jesus is shown in his glory with Moses and Elijah there with him and his disciples then see him. And God responds to the whole situation by this. In verse 35, it says, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. That is God's voice. This glorious Savior, this glorious Jesus Christ, this is the Son of God, this is the Chosen One, and we are to listen to him. Life is hard, but God is good. And in this passage, I want us to see this glorious Savior and the privilege that we have of listening to him. And in the midst of a confused world, let's put our focus on what Jesus is saying to us through his word. Let's realize that above all that's going on around us in this hard, short, and difficult, uncertain life, that Jesus is glorified and we need to be listening to him. Our final passage comes in 2 Chronicles chapter 31 and 32, where we see more of the reign of King Hezekiah. Yesterday, we saw him renewing worship and renewing the Passover. Today, we see him organizing the priests, continuing to seek God and biblical worship. But then we see a story that we saw back in the book of Kings, where Sennacherib comes to invade Judah and comes to Jerusalem. If you remember the Rabshakeh, you know, this messenger from the king that was talking a bunch of trash to the people of Israel. Well, each passage tells us some different aspects of what was going on. And I want to highlight for you what King Hezekiah says to his people as they prepare for this invasion. And it's in chapter 32, verses 7 and 8. And start, well, I guess in verse 6, it says that he is gathering the people and he is speaking encouragingly to them. And this is what he says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria and all the horde that is with him, for there are more with us than with them. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Life is hard, but God is good. And because of that, we can take courage. We can be strong because we know that God is with us. 
and that he is strong, he is mighty, and even though there might be human opposition, with them is just an arm of flesh, but with God, there is might to help us and to fight our battles. And even in the face of a difficult life, we can take our confidence in God and encourage other people with it. So in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of a short and often hard life, we can remember the steadfast love of God. We can look to him for righteousness and a resurrection that is not ours, that is not earned. We can remember that Jesus is glorified and he is coming back and we can listen to his voice through his word. And we can encourage others to be strong and courageous because we know our God is with us. So no matter how you're feeling as we start this weekend, let's remember that even though life is hard, God is good and let's turn our focus to him. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.